Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. Yeah. Hey, before we get started, I want to let you know about something this afternoon. Five o'clock is Discover VFC. Um, it's uh, if, if you're new to VFC or if you've been coming for a long time and you've never really learned what makes us tick, right? What our vision statement is, what we believe, how our government, church government is, and all that kind of stuff. We would love to have you come here uh, this afternoon at five o'clock, and um, it'll last about an hour, hour and a half. We do have childcare available. We'll have uh, nursery workers here, so that's uh, an, an option for you. Um, we are. Ending our elephants in the room for 2018. Oh, yeah. It was fun, wasn't it? It was good. It was good. If you haven't been a part uh, of us so far of this series, this is where we take taboo, uncomfortable, and awkward topics, and we just face them head on, right? So the first week we talked about cohabitation, living together. Why in the world would God care about something like that? And we talked about it. Uh, the, the week after that, we talked about suicide. Uh, this is a big issue that no one likes to talk about, but we addressed it, and we looked at what Scripture says about it, how you should respond if you're dealing with those thoughts, how you should respond if you know someone who's dealing with those thoughts. Last week was a a, a sermon I'd been waiting to preach for a really long time. It was on church hurt. And it was about how um, when we're a part of of a body of believers like this, sometimes we get hurt. Sometimes it's little things. Sometimes it's really, really big issues. And so we talked about that. I encourage you, all of our messages, you can get CDs in the foyer at the Welcome Center. They're also available online at vfcthomasville.org. We have our podcast where we replay our sermons uh, and then, of course, uh, Facebook Live uh, is, is live every single week on our Facebook page. So this morning, we're going to answer the question, can I lose my salvation? How many of you have ever wondered this question before? Can I lose my salvation? Yeah, absolutely. I think we all have at some point. Um, and it's, it's one of the most debated theological questions out there. Um, what this question is essentially asking is, can someone who is at one point in time saved, can they become unsaved? Um, usually the focus on this is eternity. Because if, if you look at temporary life salvation, God's joy, God's peace, um, walking God's will for your life, uh, the salvation that comes, the prosperity, the healing, what, whatever he's doing in your life, right, we know that we can lose that at times, right? We've all been through seasons where we've made bad decisions and the salvation that he has planned for us doesn't come to fruition in our own lives. Are you with me? So usually, though, we, people understand that, but this is talking about heaven. This is talking about eternal destination. Another way to put this question is, will you always remain heaven-bound once you pray to receive Christ no matter what you do Afterward, it's an interesting question. Now, depending on if you were raised in church, if you grew up in church, your church probably had uh, a predetermined answer for this question. 
If, if you were in uh, the, the Reformed or Calvinistic um, uh, train of thought, that's going to be churches like uh, the Presbyterians, the Episcopalians, the Anglicans. Um, then, then they have a concept called perseverance of the saints, all right? which is just a fancy way of saying that once you're saved, you will always be saved. Okay? And so they believe that because basically you have no role in your own salvation, it was all God, uh, then he's not going to take back what only he gave. Uh, and so that, that's possibly what you grew up with. Now, on the other end of the spectrum uh, are those that maybe grew up in like a Pentecostal uh, environment uh, that was very aware of how you behaved. And, and they might have said something like, oh, you better, you know, you'll fall away, you'll fall from grace, uh, you, you know, those, those type of teachings. And, and they would say, look, if you, if you sin and you don't confess that sin, then you're out of here, buddy. Right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of you grew up in that. Many of you, and in this area, Southern Baptist uh, is, is uh, the predominant denomination. Southern Baptists have, uh, it's, it's been known to call once saved, always saved. Right? So they kind of take a little bit of both here. They say, well, we don't believe that God is ultimately selecting people for salvation. We believe that you respond to his salvation. Uh, but once you respond, you're locked in, buddy. You can't change your mind even if you want to. So that's the one saved. So we've got, these are the three main things, uh, the three main questions. And my goal this morning when it comes to this question, can I lose my salvation, is not to tell you what to believe. I, I know that may be hard for you to understand. My goal as your pastor is to get you connected and linked up with God, is to help grow your spiritual health. And to allow you to hear from God. And believe it or not, contrary to what you may have been taught in the past, this is not a belief or a doctrine that excludes people from fellowship. You can believe. Now hear me. Hear me. You can believe that as a Christian you can lose your salvation and be a part of EFC. You can believe that as a Christian you could never lose your salvation and still be here a part of EFC. What? That's my goal this morning, but, but I want to address it. I want to address it because there's a lot of confusion. The people who say, oh, you can lose your salvation, buddy, right? They are so sure of that. And the others, oh, no, you can never lose your salvation. They're so sure of that. As a matter of fact, some of you, even right now, are really nervous because you really want me to tell you one or the other. <laughs> he, better, oh, he better say, oh, or I won't volunteer next week. Oh, y'all are God, y'all wouldn't do that. Look, you want to know my answer? Can I lose my salvation? It's not that simple. And you knew I was going to say something like that. It's, it's not that simple. Not only is it not that simple, it's actually the wrong question. And I'll show you what the right question is later at the end. It's just, it's simply not that simple. And here's why. The reason this is confusing is not because there's a lack of scripture about it. It's that there is so much scripture that seems to back either side. And what, you, what, what people end up doing is they end up picking their passages that, that affirm what they've already been taught. And they okay, don't look at any of the other ones, but I'm just going to look at these. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at both. And it's going to be messy and it's going to be a lot of tension and you're going to love it. Because that's where we live, okay? 
and then it'll be clear by the end, and I'll give you, I'll give you a better answer than it's not that simple. But, but I want you to take the journey with me because I don't want you to just, okay, here at VFC, we believe this. No, 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 no. Here at VFC, you get to know Jesus. And, and you get to read the word and study and, and talk. And if we don't believe something, we don't separate because of it. We work our way through it. So let's look at some of the verses really quickly. I'm going to be flying through this. Some of the verses for eternal security, the idea that you cannot lose your salvation. These are some of the verses. I'm going to read them all. They're in the app. If you have our VFC app, they're they're there. All of our notes are always in the app, except for when I forget, and then Will bails me out, and he posts them anyway. So Romans chapter 8, 38 through 39, you probably heard this one. I am convinced, says the apostle Paul, that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. What an amazing passage. That's unreal. I love it. God's love for you is unconditional. No one can thwart it. No one can make it go away. No one can change his mind about what he thinks about you. He loves you. Not even you can change his mind about what he thinks about you. He loves you. Yeah, but, but, but it doesn't matter. His love is constant. It's constant. John 10, 28 through 29 Jesus is talking, he's comparing and contrasting himself between a good shepherd and and a bad shepherd or a thief um, or um, someone who's trying to steal the sheep. He says, I, Jesus, the good shepherd, give them, the sheep, eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me, for my Father has given them to me, and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. Well, that's good to know. No one can, can go behind your back, have a meeting with Jesus, and say, look, I know you saved this cat over here, but like, he's really messed up, Jesus. And um, I'm going to ask your permission to go ahead and steal him away from you um, and, and talk you out of saving them, talk you out of loving them, talk you out. That doesn't happen. No, no one can steal you out of God's hands. No one's going no to convince him otherwise. You belong to him. Jude Verse 24, there's no chapter because it's just one chapter. It says, now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away. New King James says from stumbling. And will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. He's able to keep you from falling away. Isn't that awesome? So God can keep you. His, his love is, is, is like a magnet and it's constantly drawing you towards him. Isn't that good to know? That's amazing. First John 2.19. Now, a lot of times, when, when some, if, you, if you believe that you cannot lose your salvation, yet we know people who were in church who you know, worshipped with us, did everything right, and then they're gone, and they've done everything wrong. And you're like, wow, what happened? Well, this is a common verse that's used to explain that. It's 1 John 2.19. It says, these people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. 
So in other words, if you're like, if you believe that you cannot lose your salvation, that once you pray the prayer, once you make the commitment, it's God's holding on tight, even if you let go, no matter what happens, he's got you, then you have to deal with the question, well, what about the people who seem to have fallen away? And the answer, according to this scripture, is, well, they were never really saved to begin with. Which is a reasonable thing, right? It's like, oh, well, I guess that, that, that wasn't right. We actually talked last week about uh, the, the fact that there are weeds among the wheat. Uh, and that there, there are uh, imposters and plants, uh, you know, uh, that, that, are, that are in the church. Uh, and it causes church hurt and it causes problems. First um, John, specifically, the context is talking about false teachers here. Uh, and so these are, now there's some more verses supporting uh, eternal security, but these are the ones I think are, 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 are you know, best make the case for it, okay? Um, so let's look at some verses about uh, supporting that you could fall away from your faith. Let's look at some of these. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 through 6, it says this, For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, So these were people, they were saved, they were enlightened. Who have tasted the good things of heaven, that's salvation, shared in the Holy Spirit, tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come. So this is talking about a specific person. This is a saved, spirit-filled, well-taught Christian who, who then turn away from God. It's impossible to bring such people back to repentance. By rejecting the Son of God, they themselves are nailing him to the cross once again and holding him up to public shame. So this specifically says, it, it's, it's, this is not an accidental thing. This is, this is someone who knows what they are doing. They know better. They've been trained better. They have tasted the heaven. They know who God is. If they were to turn away, then it's like, well, I, I, I don't, then there's, if you turn away from God, God cannot save you. If you reject the grace of God, then the grace of God can't be applied to you. So, so that's how, 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 what this is saying, Okay. Uh, and it's and it's it's he goes on and, and the idea if if you believe in eternal security this vo- this verse is like well that would never happen who would ever do that right who, who would ever if they truly tasted of the goodness of God would ever turn away but we have this warning in Hebrews Second Peter two twenty through twenty one this is another passage specifically talking about false prophets this is when people escape from the wickedness of the world. By knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they're saved. And then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again. They are worse off than before. It would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and then reject the command they were given to live a holy life. Wow, it would be better to not know than to know and reject, right? So we see there, it's a pretty intense warning. And it's talking about people who know better. It says, when people have escaped the wickedness of the world by knowing Jesus, but then, right, so then you, you see this kind of falling away progression here being talked about. 1 Timothy 4.1. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. So the Holy Spirit says, this is the Apostle Paul writing uh, to Timothy. He says, look, in the last days... There are going to be people who turn away. Well, you can't turn away unless you were first turned towards, right? And so here we see a warning about apostasy. It's kind of the, the religious term. It's, it's turning away from your belief. It's backing out of your belief, okay? Um, or backsliding. Ooh, that's a good one. You ever heard that term? Backsliding. I just picture someone on a water slide. Hey. 
Don't joke about backsliding. Okay, Luke chapter 8. Very few things I won't joke about. Verse 13, Jesus is talking. He's talking about seeds being scattered in different types of ground. And, and he's saying that the different grounds yield the different fruit. Um, they, they, they show what comes of those seeds. And, uh, and he says, the seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. Those people would be saved, right? They, they received the message. Since they don't have deep roots, though, they believe for a while they fall away when they face temptation. The, the Greek here for fall away, it literally means to remove yourself. Like, a, like, like no one pulls you, like someone doesn't pull up a weed, the weed gets up. Wouldn't that be awesome if the weeds would just get out of your garden and just get up? I'm out. Right? You want those weeds to fall away. Not, you, don't have to, you don't have to weed the plant, the, the flower bed. But that's, that's what he's saying. Uh, he's saying they believe for a while, they fall away. When they face temptation, they remove themselves. Clear as mud, right? You've got all these verses that are like, God's never going to leave you. God's never going to abandon you. He loves you. You've got nothing to worry about. But you better act right, bud. <laughs> right? You've got this other side. Don't fall away. God, God can make sure that you'll never fall away. But don't fall away because there are people that do. Wait, what? Do you see why there's some issues surrounding this? Let's look at the big picture here real quick. To me, whenever you got something like this, you're like, what, what happened? You back up. You back up, you start to look at the big picture. How do you get saved to begin with? If you can, before we talk about what you can lose, let's talk about how you can get it. And from there, we, we can hopefully determine if and how you could lose it. Ephesians chapter 2, uh, 8 through 10. Y'all, this is my go-to verse. I love this passage of Scripture. It so clearly explains salvation uh, and what it means. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It's the gift of God. Not a result of works. That's good works. That's earning. So that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, I've shared this before. I'll be sharing it constantly. As long as I am given the mic, I'm going to be talking about the salvation equation. And here it is. Grace plus faith equals salvation plus works. So what we get from this passage of Scripture, in other words, it's by grace that you're saved through faith. Two inputs equals the salvation. Not of works, but yet we are created for good works. So works are the result of our salvation. All right? Works are the result. Now, here's what a lot of us grew up. Um, here's what a lot of us grew up understanding. This is wrong. Don't take a picture of this and post it on Facebook. A lot of us, a lot of us grew up with the idea that grace plus faith plus works brings about salvation. In other words, God's good. He wants to save me. I respond in faith to his, to his advances. And then I clean up my life. And then I'll be saved. Guys, this is just, it's not right. This is, this is not what scripture teaches. This is not correct. It's grace plus faith equals salvation plus works. God's activity on your behalf is grace. God doing something you otherwise couldn't do is grace. Faith is you responding to his advances. I like to think of it like a locked door. You were supposed to be inside of a house at a certain time. You, you, you walk up, but it's locked. You're like, oh, no, I can't do what I was supposed to do. Well, who's going to help me? You check the windows. They're all closed. Check all the doors. are all closed. Jesus walks up with a key and opens the door for you. That's grace. 
That's grace. He did something for you that you couldn't do by yourself. But are you inside the house yet? No. You have to respond to his grace. You have to walk through the threshold into the house. That's faith. That's responding to what he has done. Are you with me? All right. Now, once you're in the house, you get busy with good works. Then you do the stuff you were supposed to do. But you can't do the stuff you were supposed to do until you walk through the threshold that you don't have the key for. The key is Jesus. And so that's how salvation works. That's how salvation works. Now, let me tell you, when it comes circling back around to losing salvation, I want you to hear me on this. Good works cannot give you salvation. So therefore, bad works cannot remove your salvation. Do you see that? See, works is the result of salvation, not a necessity for salvation. And so lack of sin didn't get you into heaven. If so, none of us would be going to heaven. So sin can't get us out of heaven. Sin is not either one of the inputs. Grace and faith are the inputs necessary to achieve salvation. Works only prove or disprove the depth of your relationship with God. They prove or dis- they verify the relationship with God, but they don't bring about the relationship with God. So if you're asking yourself, well, okay, so if you can lose salvation, either grace or faith would have to fail in order for salvation to stop. Well, grace is never going to fail, you guys. I mean, all the scriptures we read earlier, God, right? God is never going to remove his grace from you. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. You can always come back and Jesus is there like the prodigal father or like the father of the prodigal son with his arms open saying, come on, man. Come on. His grace will never fail. You cannot outrun it. You can't get too far away from it. The question here for me is not, can you sin your way out of heaven? Absolutely not. It's impossible because it's not how you were saved. The question is, can faith fail and therefore salvation fail? Now, and, and we're going to get to that. So first of all, let, let, me, let me ask another question that I think is a, a good question. How do I know that I'm saved? How, how can you know that you are saved? Two things work together to verify that you're saved. If you're wondering... Your relationship with God and your activity towards God. Let me say that again. Your relationship with God and your activity towards God. These are identifiers of salvation. These are evidences of salvation. So we need to ask ourselves a couple of questions. First one is, do I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Let me explain what that means. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 through 22. It says, it is God who enables us. This is Paul talking about us, he and his companions. Along with you, the readers of this letter, that would include you guys, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us and he has identified us as his own by placing his Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. Okay, now, now work with me. I gotta, you put your thinking caps on, okay? So, got a question for you. Are you in heaven? No. No. I think this place is pretty great. But it's not heaven. Okay? It's not. But are you saved? Yeah. Okay? So you haven't received, though, the full promise of your salvation because part of that is eternity in heaven. 
Okay? God knows this. He knows you haven't received all of it. So just like you would put a product on layaway and make payments towards it, God has paid the first installment for your salvation. He's given it to you to let you know that it's yours and it's a relationship with the Holy Spirit. This is actually, in the Greek, this is actually a transactional monetary word that's used. When it says, when it says that it's the first installment, the Holy Spirit in our hearts is the first installment that guarantees the rest is on its way, you've got the down payment. It's a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can trust that the rest of the gift is on its way because you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's not perfect. You're not in heaven yet. You're not perfect. But there's at least, at the very least, there's a relationship. Now, this can kind of get sometimes ooey-gooey, like, oh, just feel God. You don't have to feel God to be saved. But, th- but you don't always have to feel married to be married. <laughs> Those of you that have been married a long time, you know, look, sometimes you don't feel it. Sometimes you don't like, feel like just, oh, I'm so in love with this person. I'm just going to make it through this day, and I think I'll feel in love tomorrow maybe. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, that's marriage. It's commitment. It's not feeling. But salvation is a relationship. And you can know that you're saved because of this relationship. Do you talk to God? Do you think about him? Do you care what he says about your life? These are signs of relationship. When you're in a relationship with someone, you include them in your day-to-day activities, right? And so if you how do I know if I'm saved? Well, do you have a relationship? Because that's the, that's the down payment. That's the first installment of the rest of the promises. Here's the other thing. I said it's relationship with God and activity toward God. So here's the other thing. Do I show activity that corresponds to my faith? James chapter 2, 18 through 22, is, it's, it's faith without works is dead. You've heard that. Let me read it to you. It says, now someone may argue some people have faith, other people have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I'll show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. That's sarcastic, okay? That sounds, I'm going to make that joke. But it's sometimes how people will talk to others when they're good for you. Congrats, buddy. Buckaroo. Yeah. You have faith. You believe there's one God. Congratulations. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith, get this, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. So if you're, well, how do I know that I'm saved? Well, do you have activity that corresponds with your faith? And see, now you know that it's true that you can't have true faith if there are no corresponding works. Corresponding, you know this is true. You know this is true in every area of your life. How many of you were at the football game Friday? Thomasville versus Central, yeah? I heard it was a a good game for one team. If you, now, if you say, hey, I'm a Thomasville fan, man. Yeah, I love the Bulldogs. I love Thomasville. And you're wearing a central T-shirt sitting on their side of the bleachers and cheering every time they win, they score. That, you can say you're a Thomasville fan all day, but you're acting like a central fan. We, we know this to be true in, in, in sports. We know it to be true in food. I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. I'll have the steak, please. 
That doesn't make sense. Right? I mean, it's one thing to say it, but, but your faith, your belief in something is verified by your actions. We know this. I, I believe that I am married. Great. But if she's on another continent and you never talk, you've never met, you're, you're not married. I mean, you can say that you can believe that you are, but there's been no activity. There's been no action. It's the same with God. This doesn't mean that you live a perfect life. It doesn't mean that you don't ever have issues. It doesn't mean any of that. All it means is that there should be some sort of activity that corresponds with your faith, with your belief, with what you say. Are you with me? I love this verse that ties it all together. It's Philippians 2, 12 through 13. You may have heard this before. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Listen to this translation. I love it. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Doesn't say work hard to get saved. It says work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. That's this activity we're talking about. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. That's the relationship. Do you see that? See how the relationship and the activity work together? So this is how we know that we're saved. This is how we know that salvation has happened. Right? It's, it's because there's activity and there is a relationship. Can someone lose their salvation? It's, it's a bad question. No. You don't lose, it's not like you lose, like, oh, I left my salvation in my other pants. <laughs> like, I, you, can't, you can't accidentally forfeit heaven. Like, oh, no, like, you're going to get up to the gate. You know, it's so unbiblical. Peter's standing there. Every joke starts this way. He's like, oh, sorry, we lost your reservation, buddy. You know, you can't lose, you can't lose that. You, you, you can't do that. But, but can you leave your salvation? Here's what I think. I, I think it's possible, but it's not probable. I, I, I see in Scripture enough warning that's like, hey, look. Don't fall away like those other people. There are lots of verses that are saying this over and over and over. Don't be misled by false teachers. You will be led down the wrong path. You will be, don't do that. I see enough warning. It's evidently it's possible, but I don't think it's very probable. Because I also think that God is so good when people come in contact with him, it would be pretty rare for them to turn their back on him. But yet we see, we see examples of scripture where this can happen. In the end, can I lose my salvation is the wrong question. Think about this for a second. Whether you can or you can't, your job right now is the same. Whether you can lose your ticket to heaven, oh no. Or whether you can't, we got it, don't worry. Either way, your job is the same. You, do, you, you, you build the relationship with God. You, you allow him to produce in you the yearning and the wanting to do what's right. I think a better question is this. How close can I get to God on this side of heaven? That, that's a much better question. I think we should all ask. Not, not can I lose myself. Not, is this permanent? Is this, look, how close to God can I get? How near to heaven on earth can I get? 
And what do we do with all those scriptures? Well, look, when it comes to the scriptures that where God's got you, look, you trust the scriptures that say God is holding on to you with his covenant promise that's based on him, not you. And, and that nothing can separate you from his love. You hold on to that. Look, if the enemy is coming against you with fear, you're not really saved. God doesn't really love you. You're going to mess this whole thing up. That's not true. It's not true. You need to hold on to those promises that God's got you. He's got you. You're, you're, you're in an embrace. And if you let go, he hasn't let go. You need, to, you need to focus on that scripture. Pour that into your heart. And then you also need to heed the warnings in scripture about drifting away. Be attentive to your relationship with God. Because evidently, according to scripture, some have strayed. We don't want that. So we hold these two concepts together in tension. God's got me. And I've got God. And we're in relationship together. And I want to ask you this morning, are you pursuing your relationship with God with everything you have? Are you? And you have a little Jesus in your back pocket for death day? Oh, I got, I got him back here somewhere. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Peter. Just a little fire insurance to get you through because you don't want to go to hell. Are you actually developing a relationship with God? That's my desire for you. My desire is not for you to be here every Sunday. I love it when I see people here. I love it when I see your faces. But that's not my job. My job is to create healthy Christians. Because healthy Christians attend. My job isn't to get you to give to the church. I mean, if that were my job, I just need to go have lunch with all the rich people in town and schmooze them and talk them into stuff. That's not my goal. It's not what I want. I want healthy Christians. Healthy Christians give. See, I don't have to worry about attendance. I don't have to worry about giving. I don't have to worry about volunteering. I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff if we'll just create healthy Christians here. And that's what I want for you. I want you to be a healthy Christian that knows who you are in Christ, that knows that he's got you, he's holding on to you, and that knows I love God so much, I don't ever want to drift away from him. I'm going to give attention to my relationship with him. Let's stand for prayer. Some of you are like, so wait, what are we supposed to believe? (laughs) Did y'all get it? Do you understand? Okay. Let's close our eyes. First of all, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, there's never been a point in time where you've, you, you saw that salvation equation. Grace plus faith equals salvation. You've never added your faith to the grace of God. When Jesus died, he died for you. You weren't excluded from that. His death and resurrection and redemption was for every single soul that ever will be on the face of the planet. If you've never received that, if you've never responded to his grace in faith, we would love to pray with you. If that's you this morning, just raise your hand. We're going to call you up later, and we're going to pray with you individually. If that's you, and you want to make that decision, you want to make that commitment, raise your hand real high, and we'll pray with you in just a moment. Thank you, Lord. For the rest of us, I want you to ask 
the Holy Spirit this question. Under your breath, in your own words, am I pursuing my relationship with you with everything that I have? If you do that, it doesn't matter if you can lose your salvation. It's not an issue. Am I pursuing you, Holy Spirit, with all that I am? What is he saying to you? What do you feel? Let me pray for you. As a matter of fact, I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you that you're holding on to me. And you're not going to let go. And I heed the warnings in scripture. Not to let go of you. Not to fall away. But to pursue you. With all that I am. I commit to you. All over again. Like it was the first time. That I'm going to pursue you. With everything I have. I love you. And I belong to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.